from the Kramer Basketball Headquarters in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. You are listening to the Coach's Edge podcast, powered by Coach. Here is your host, Steve Kramer. We are live with the man on the mic, Coach Anthony Troshak, Charlevoix, boys basketball. As we reflect, Coach, on three years of the Coach's Edge podcast, it is May 2023. Oh, knocking my papers over. I'm so excited here. As, as we think about, we've had three years of the Coach's Edge podcast, and we look back on all the lessons learned, obviously the membership site that complements the podcast, coachesedge.coach and everything that's gone along with it. So coach, if you reflect back and let's rewind a little bit this past year, or maybe you go back all three years, you know, what are some of the things that come to mind when you think, man, three-year anniversary of the Coach's Edge podcast? Uh, a couple of things come to mind. One, uh, grateful, just grateful to be part of it. Um, grateful to be a member. I'm grateful to contribute and to just kind of learn to help others out. Um, so that'd be first and foremost. And the second is, you know, before the podcast was think I was thinking about, I like, remember the exact moment when you told me about the coach judge, like, I don't even think we, you didn't have a name. Like what it didn't even have a name at that I'm, point. You're right. I'm on my deck. It's the springtime. <laughs> and like, it was right around COVID. Correct. Correct me. If I'm wrong. Like, yeah. So there was a lot, we had a lot of time on our hands. So that was another thing that I thought of how, it, we went through COVID. The coach edge like evolved through COVID, mm-hmm. which is interesting from um, doing player, you know, workouts via Zooms. And that was nuts. Um, but yeah. also during that time, like Zooms just became huge and popular. And now they're just like an everything or a daily thing that we do. Right. Um, so that that's something I mean, it wasn't necessarily basketball related. But when I was thinking back, I remember the exact moment talking to you on the phone on my deck in the springtime. And then Zooms were popular. Everyone was doing Zooms, you know, and it was a great way. And like, as a coach, like it was a lot of almost downtime during that beginning of COVID. And it was like learning, like you could hop on a Zoom and this coach was presenting. So it was kind of cool. And there was a novelty. And it's kind of interesting how that has become almost the norm of like, now that we're doing Zooms, you know, the coaches edge meeting on Sunday nights, on Wednesdays, the guy's giving a presentation on five out. That's great. Uh, You're giving a presentation on skill development. And how that was not even, you know, if we were to start it four years ago, we wouldn't even have had that. Like, that wouldn't have been part of it. So it's kind of interesting to see how COVID played a role in the development of the Coach's Edge. It really sped up a lot of the thoughts that I had in my mind as a person who does skill development basketball training full time. But knowing that I wanted to transition isn't the right word, but I, I wanted to develop another area of being involved with the game that was more on the coaching side of things and working with coaches and not just the the kids. And when the pandemic hit, as you mentioned, the, you know, my world and basketball training really flipped upside down. I know it did for, for a lot of people. Um, but when you can't go do your job because it involves being inside with people and you can't be inside with people, things change pretty quick. And uh, so it sped up this membership site that I wanted. It sped up the podcast, which I was like, yeah, I'd like to do a basketball podcast. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, if you're not going to do it now, you're never going to do it. And uh, I do remember 
talking to you and being like, listen, we have the player development thing, but I actually want to do something bigger for coaches. And I don't, it doesn't really have a name yet. So if you want to join in, that'd be great. Also, if you think of any good names, let me know. <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll start going from there. Also, we're going to have a podcast and we're going to talk about basketball and we're going to talk about the website and that's going to be uh, a part of it. And so it's just cool to see how, how things have grown, how we've been able to, you said, develop these relationships with people um, from all over the place because of something that we weren't even thinking about doing up until, you know, three, three and a half years ago um, when, when COVID hit, especially. So um, when you think of the podcast and interview, uh, anything that we've done on the website, what are one, two, three, and we just go one at a time of the biggest things that you've learned or taken away from the coach's edge? Um, you know, a lot of player development stuff, whether it is uh, small sided games or just, you know, vitamins is what a lot of coaches call them that you can implement into everyday practice. Um, a lot of stuff that you've put out there or talking to other coaches that they do on daily um, that helps with with player development. And I think that's huge. That's one big takeaway. Um, and then, you know, not necessarily basketball related, but the relationships um, with the other coaches, getting to know them, bouncing off ideas. Like I said, there was a member um, I, I mentioned this on a previous podcast, but there was a member that I I reached out to during the districts and said, Hey, give me some feedback on, on this, or we're looking to do balls, defend ball screens like this. What do you think? And they had some downtime, helped us out or helped me out. So that's awesome. And then uh, another back to player development, the, sh the shooters blueprint. Uh, I just really love that. I think coaches would really enjoy that, you know, and it, it goes through so many, you know, good things, good drills. It goes through things that they can keep track of and kind of challenges that they can do. I really like that from a player development um, standpoint. If you haven't listened to Coach Kramer's uh, latest podcast about, you know, a shooting competitions versus like, a, you know, um, what was it? Sorry, shooting challenges, challenges Challenge or clubs, I call them. Yeah. Challenges clubs. And um, so the, the blueprint has some cool challenges and that we do like we do three, two, one shooting. Uh, we chart it. Um, we do your five shooter. Just did it this morning with a couple of kids. So nice. um, just they're fun. Simple. Yeah, they're fun. Um, they're easy um, and and they translate well. Mm -hmm. What about you like? What are some things, uh, some highlights for you? Man, I have, a, I have a lot. I think as I try to look back on this past year specifically, a few things with Coach's Edge, the podcast and the website that have made me a better coach. One goes back to last spring and summer with our coach's guide and I think as a coach, we all have these ideas and thoughts as far as what our pillars of play might be, how, you know, what our staples are for a basketball practice. What are the things that, you know, really make us, us, I mean, and this, this would be a document that would be a really great resume. Actually, if you were to, to go to an interview and this was part of your resume that you would apply for coaches, but just to put your, all my basketball thoughts down, from a coaching perspective, and this continues to change and evolve. That was a big area of growth uh, for me this past year of really being able to put things down on paper, because I think a lot of us have stuff floating around in our head, but to be able to take the time, sit down and get things organized, what was really great. And so it's been great to have those discussions and meetings with other coaches and learn what their pillars of play are, what, you know, what do they emphasize? I mean, we, we had, it was a two hour meet. We had an hour meeting then we came back 
couple of days later, did another hour meeting just on what coaches value when it comes to half-court offense, half-court defense, transition offense, transition defense. What are the things that they make sure they take care of in a practice? And there's just so much learning that happens in those situations. So that's been a big area for growth. And then recently, we've talked a lot about offense. You've been uploading uh, content on the dribble drive offense. So I have learned because of you a ton about the dribble drive offense. I've also been digging into different variations of five out. So we had coach pillar on the podcast and we've chatted about a five out. He's coach's edge member. I've been talking on and off with coach Donovan for, I don't know how long different variations of five out that they run. And then coach Kevin or out of rice Lake did a presentation on their five out, which is the numbered cutting and talking about combinations of calls that they could do uh, through numbered cutting and what their five out offense looks like. And so it did two things. One, I'm learning a lot. I'm learning a lot about dribble drive offense. I'm learning a lot about all these variations of five out. But because I'm able to see what other coaches are doing, it helps me decide what I really believe in as a coach. And it challenges me to think, why do you think the way that you think? And I go back to one of the very first uh, projects that Coach Anthony Burton at Southern Maine put up was how they have their four out one in motion offense. And it was funny because they did that. He, he put that package together and then they win the national championship. So he'd be able to see the game clips and the practice clips. And as I learn all these different things about different types of ways to run offense, I kind of go back to that specific offense that they run say, you know, in, in my mind, that's still kind of my favorite style of play with that four out one in there's still a lot of driving options, but there's still a lot of off ball movement and screening and actions that happen. The big in the post has a lot of opportunities to set ball screens, to pop and get up in different directions. They have their eye cuts that they do quite a bit. And so all in all, I'm blabbering like crazy here. But all in all, you learn so much from yourself and all these other coaches, and it really challenges you to think back and say, well, if you think a certain way is best for you, why? Why? Could you explain it? Is it that because it's always been that way? Or do you have a good reason why you do what you do? And, and that's one of the cool things about Coach's Edge is that we're continuing to learn from each other and, and we're able to steal some things from one another and also be able to maybe be more firm in what we actually believe and, and to hold true to the things that, that we believe in. So, um, you know, what, what are your thoughts on being a dribble drive guy and being able to upload those resources, but also learn from coaches who are doing other things? It's, it's nice because as I mentioned, when I went over the dribble drive, uh, you can make it your own. You have to, I believe you have to have some sort of screen game out of it. So if you can take some stuff from the four out one in screen game, you know, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Um, you can use Coach Burton's drills. Um, you can break down, you know, skills and strategies through that. So it just kind of allows as a coach. And if you're, let's say you're a four out one in motion guy with not as much dribble drive, then you can take some dribble drive stuff and sprinkle that in your four out one in. And it allows you to like layer things together mm -hmm. in a simplistic way that maybe you just take a read from dribble drive or you take a read from the four out one in motion that you can layer on top of each other to make your offense a little more dynamic. 
Um, and you know, I, I like that just being able to see, um, what other coaches do. And, you know, also from a defensive aspect, like mm-hmm. you see what other coaches do and you go against the team that runs motion or against dribble drive, you see what they're trying to do. It allows you to game plan. All right, this is what we need to stop because these are the things they want to get out of this offense. So defensively, how do we limit those things? How do we eliminate them and force them to do stuff that they maybe don't want to do? Mm-hmm. What are some things that you've picked up from a practice standpoint of just how a a practice might go or how you, since becoming a member, have continued to develop and learn so that your practices are more efficient? I mentioned a little bit with the vitamins uh, or the daily, you know, 45, the daily 15, whatever, how long you do your skill development. Um, I think that's uh, important because, you know, compound interest, if you're working on a skill, or a set of skills every day, day in and day out, whether it's you're doing your form shooting, your five phases of form shooting, um, you're doing some sort of ball handling, some sort of passing drill that allows you to constantly um, improve on those areas. And, you know, those areas have to be, they're different for each program, different for each team, because you want to simulate what happens most in your practice, or sorry, in games. You want to simulate what happens most. You want to do that in practice. Um, And, you know, that's one thing I've taken away. Um, and second is like, you know, just conversations with coaches and in our meetings is like really making sure that you break it down. So it's simplistic for players to understand. And also like, it's okay to like do it over and over and over again until they kind of get it right. And, um, you know, instead of just like rushing through a practice or trying to cover everything in that practice, you know, let's get good at something instead of just brushing it off and, you know, hoping the players get it, but really focusing on it until they, until they understand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that's awesome. I, I think, you know, for me, when I think of the practices and, and the workouts that I used to run compared to the ones now is my mistake. And I think I mentioned it on a podcast before, but my biggest mistake in player development was assuming. And I, I think as coaches too, that's one of the biggest mistakes we can make is assume that your players already have a certain understanding or they have a certain experience level or are playing a certain amount of basketball. And if you're assuming any of those things can be a, a big mistake and you have to do more homework and find out what each of those kids are, because, you know, in my shoes, we're working with kids from all different schools at different age levels, different interest levels. And to be able to uh, work with them where they're going to get the most bang for their buck and the time that you spend with them in the gym. My biggest mistake early on was I was assuming that kids were playing a lot of basketball already. And so when they were coming to me, they needed to sharpen their technique, fine tune those individual skills. Right. And then as you start to peel the layers back, you find out that, That is true for some of those kids, but it's not true for others. Other kids are actually not playing as much basketball as you would hope or you thought that they were. And if they are playing, it may be pretty more relaxed than you would hope. And so now it's my job to put them in more game situations, more decision-making type drills, because they're not being exposed to that at the amount and, and the volume that I assume that they were. And that's, I think, one of the biggest challenges for me as I travel around and run all these basketball camps is trying to get a feel for 
what those kids needs are from that standpoint, you know, coach Tro, like you can bring me in and say, we want to work on shooting. Okay, great. However, that's a big bucket. Is it, we want to work on like the technique and fine tune some things, or is it, they already have a pretty good base there. We need to get more game situation type shot. We need to get more competitive drills and we need to get more small sided games with bodies flying out there. Um, it, it can depend. Right. And I think in a perfect world, you're doing all of those things, but the amount and the extent that you're doing each of them can really vary. And I think that's the challenge for me, but that's also the area that I've, I've probably grown quite a bit and continue to grow because of the coaches that we've worked with in the membership and getting to know more of what their kids are doing throughout the course of the year. You know, it's a great point. You know, I remember when you're presenting at Lakers and talking about, you know, you're doing a couple of skill development, mentioning like players that don't play a lot. You know, these are some drills that they can do and really just stealing reps because they don't play a lot in the offseason. So how can I steal a bunch of reps? So that way I can kind of ex- accelerate um, their improvement during the season because they're not doing it in the off season. And really you showed some really nice drills. You know, I like that one where they're getting a ton of action game layups. Boom, 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 boom. Next guy's up. And I got 10 second finishes um, and they're getting a lot and they're active. They're engaged. And then you can kind of pull them outside or talk to them after a little more on feedback, but really you're still in a lot of reps and getting them a lot of practices that are, that they're not necessarily getting outside of the season. You know, there's so many coaches that we work with that are uh, at smaller schools, right? I mean, I, I think there's such a variety of schools around the United States that we get a chance to work with, but many of them are your mid-sized to smaller level schools that are at least uh, are part of Coaches Edge Coach, and so it means multiplayer, multi-sport athletes. You're playing mm-hmm. multiple sports. Okay, to your point, if I'm working out. Am I going to spend 30 minutes working on really loading my wrist before I'm getting up into my shot? If that's really the only basketball that I'm going to get for a while? No, I want to get as as many game-like reps in as possible, really high volume. And then we can talk about those things. What are the takeaways? What are the things that we learn? Uh, multi-skill opportunities. Those are things that are going to be, again, more bang for your buck for those kids that are playing multiple sports and not in the gym throughout the course of the year. If you're in the gym all the time, then I could take a full half hour and we could work on just loading the wrist and get make sure you're getting your hands underneath the basketball. And that would be more effective for that player. But for, for many players, they need the experience and the decision-making skills of playing basketball. And it's our job as coaches to put them in those situations uh, so that we can be more effective with the time that we have, which gets into some of the drills. Have there been, you know, any other drills that you've picked up from coaches edge or learned from other coaches that you know, you've started to apply? A lot of finishing drills um, that you had in your finishing skill or school, sorry. Um, and then once, I don't know if they were directly on the coach's edge beforehand, but I, they're all, they're up there that are finishing like off the back, um, you know, even when you go two on one, the, the coach bounces it to some, somebody else. And then like even thinking way back, I know these um, weren't racing the coach edge, but, you know, we, we have one player start at the block. The other player start at the baseline. Player with the ball is on the block. They dribble around both cones, both at they're at the elbows. Yep. Um, and then the player on defense just sprints around the first cone. Like I did mm-hmm. that in PE this week. We're doing that in PE class. Nice. We do that at basketball camp because it's high reps. 
we talk about one foot for speed, two feet for power. We talk about shot fakes, um, all those simple things. Um, but they're getting a lot of game like reps. And I really like how it simulates like what would happen in a game. You know, you're not going one on zero. Um, we did that in PE class for a little, we'd practice, um, you know, we'd practice one on zero. Then I said, all right, now it's time to make this read. Mm-hmm. Defender, mm-hmm. they're not going to be right there. It's going to simulate like you need to go off of one. Do you need to go off of two? Um, so I really like those. Also, some some read ones um, that that are good, especially driving to the corner. You know, that person in the corner needs to make that read. That's part of our offense. Um, and then I even like thinking back. I don't know if again they're they're a little older, but like the one where you pass, drive baseline, swing out, and then it's a one on one closeout trail. Oh yeah. Those yeah, like our first, those like the first, uh, one of my, I was like, I don't really have a name for this. One of my basketball trainer guys, he's like, we just call them Kramer closeouts. I was like, Oh, okay. We'll call them that. <laughs> and I like it cause there's just so many different elements and then it's good for like four player workouts. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of those drills that you have are really good for, you know, this time of the year in the summer when you're working with four players or less. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good to hear. And, and, I think of those small sided games are really valuable for the learning process and getting a high amount of reps, as you mentioned, good for camps, good for four player workouts, good for in season, right? You got 12 players on your team, divide them up into three hoops. Think of how many chances they're going to get to work on their individual offensive defense in those situations. And then I think of getting outside the, the box. And I know we were just talking before we started recording, or maybe it was earlier here on the, one of the recent podcasts of, the difference between getting shots up and doing some variable practice, which could be these different shooting challenges that you can do and how that's going to. So with variable practice, if we are working on shooting, for example, because we have a bunch of variable practice shooting drills in the coach's edge. So we're working on shooting, but if we're changing, if there's slight changes in the shooting. So that could be a change in our footwork, a change in location, a change in the distance. It could be a catch and shoot. It could be a pull-up, all these different changes. And then we create a specific drill and then we add time and score to it. It can be a great way for us to continue to learn and develop our skills at a much faster rate. It's much more like the game of basketball. Right. Because as you come down and you're saying, okay, ball's being driven at me, I'm spacing out, I'm getting out to the corner and I'm preparing for my shot. And you take that shot. But then the next one's not going to be like that. And then so to be able to add some of these variable practice shooting drills, I think, are the the best way uh, for us to continue to shoot the basketball and get more game results as the season comes along. Um, But I talked enough on the podcast about about that one already. But it's been really cool to learn from different coaches and see what some of the things are that they do. We're just giving an example of some of the small sided games and and shooting drills right there. Um, Coach talk a little bit about the, the people. Cause I think that if you were to ask me what maybe the biggest surprise is from having the podcast and the website, the membership site is that, there's some really cool people that we've gotten to know, or maybe we didn't know, but we've gotten to know better. Yeah. And you've gotten to have some really cool people on on the podcast. So, you know, if you want to talk about that in a second, just so some of the highlights are just some, some maybe, you know, let's go favorites. I won't put you on the spot and ask. (laughs) I mean, I know it's me, but uh, you know, second, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Least favorite, least popular podcast. Um, But yeah, the people, the people make the place and this, 
in this case, the place is the coach's edge. And that's what really makes it yourself, the vision you had created. Uh, you've made this. And then it's attracted. What has it attracted? It's attracted people like yourself, um, people that care about um, their players, people that care about developing as a coach. And, you know, people care about the game of basketball and sharing it. Mm -hmm. um, so you've created that awesome place that attracts awesome people. And um, that and that's been um, one thing that I'm fortunate, you know, I'm part of the, to get to know another coach and to kind of, you know, hop on a Zoom. And there's some guys and I can't make every Zoom, but there's guys every time I'm there, they're there. So I'm knowing they're making probably every Zoom I'm not at. And, you know, just kudos to them. And I hope their programs know how lucky they are to have them as coaches. Um, but, you know, like I've, like I said, Coach Campbell, you know, bouncing ideas off of him. You know, Coach Burton, you know, a friend of mine, uh, always, you know, awesome to talk basketball and catch up with him. But it's it's just a cool community of people. And if you're a part of the Coach's Edge or you're not a part of the Coach's Edge, you know, I still encourage you to have that. Like somebody that's a mentor, somebody that, you know, I was just another Coach's Edge member, uh, Coach Riley. Um, from Fowler, we did a Zoom earlier this week because we're mm -hmm. just like we're basketball ideas off each other. We you know what do you do here? We went from talking offense to talking like you know how how do we defend this? Uh, what do you do if you got this personnel? And we just talked for an hour and a half. It flew by just like that. And I wouldn't have had that if I don't have the coach's edge. So it's opened avenues, you know, for for me for opportunities to learn from different coaches. That it's really fun. Yeah, people. You know, you mentioned we're grateful, uh, the relationships with, with different coaches. You know, last night we had an awesome presentation on five out with Coach Orr and Coach Bushami, who's at Corona, you know, they're, they're touching base. And now, you know, that's been such a cool thing is not only myself getting to know all these coaches from around the country, but now Coach Rocky is communicating with Coach Orr in different states and they're talking about their five out and their numbered cuts and they're continuing to help each other continue to improve. Uh, that's been really cool. Putting coaches in touch with each other, like, you know, put Coach uh, Coach Leonard, I put him in touch with uh, Coach Jacobs. One's in Arkansas, one's in Michigan, right? I mean, they don't know each other, but they're part of Coach's Edge, right? And then so now they can help each other out in those situations. So it's, it's just been really cool. Um, you know, like Coach Martinez from New Mexico, like he's a new member. And we had a we sat on zoom after a meeting for like 30 minutes and talking basketball and talk about kind of his philosophy and what he wants to do as a coach. Uh, you know, coach Boyd down in Florida, he's a guy from, from Michigan and he moved down to, to Florida and he's been coaching basketball for quite a while. And he found the podcast randomly because he saw one of the names he recognized from being up in Michigan on the podcast. And now he's a listener and now he's a coach's edge member. Just the fact that uh, iron sharpens iron. And when you have people that are like-minded, they're, they have a, a more of a servant mindset as far as being able to, they want, they want to give and they're humble enough because they want to continue to learn what a great environment that is to be as a person, right? Not just basketball, but as a person, like think about this big picture. Let's pan out from basketball for, for a minute. Like if, if you are a person who wants to help others and you also have the humility that you can look around and say, boy, there's all these things I don't know, but I can learn it from these other people. 
what a great, what, what a great uh, attitude to have in life, right? Is to go about and say, you know, I have things of value. There are experiences. There are things that I know that I feel comfortable and confident with. And I can use that as a service to help other people get better. And also I understand that all these other people have things to offer and I can gain a lot from, from them. And I'm, I'm humble enough to, to know the difference and, and know what I don't know. And now we all become better because of it. That's been uh, probably the coolest thing with, with Coach's Edge is you know how humble everybody is in our membership. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, not only humble, willing to share, but when you share, even if you're a coach that's thinking about joining the Coach's Edge, you can learn from others. But then there's a lot of coaches probably want to learn from you that you you, do, you might not even think like, oh, they want to learn from me too. Yeah, That's cool. definitely. <laughs> mesh together. And then that actually improves you as a coach, like teaching somebody else. We all know that. Like you're, mm-hmm. now you're teaching somebody else your, your defensive schemes or what you do here. That just strengthens your knowledge. So it's like win-win. You're not only helping somebody out. Uh, they might help you back out. You're helping them out. And in turn, you're getting better at becoming like a master teacher of whatever concept you're discussing at that time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't believe some of the coaches in our membership are members. You know, I think, I think Al DeMont, who's the winningest coach in Michigan basketball. And then he writes me after like a month, he's like, Steve, I, I love the website. Only thing is I wish I would have joined sooner. I'm like, what dude, Al, I'm not like, I don't, You've you've done it all, baby. Like you've 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 done it all. And uh, you know, you're saying that about Coach's Edge. He's jumping into Coach's Edge meetings, hungry to learn after 40 plus years of That's being a varsity amazing. basketball coach. It's amazing. Ever. That's why he's the winningest coach in girls' basketball, is because of that work ethic and that mm-hmm. ability to be like, Hey, I'm I'm a, there's two people in life. There's know it alls and there's learn it all. And Al DeMont's mm-hmm. a learn it all. That just shows you got that right. You got that right. And and so we have a we have a group of learn it alls that haven't won 800 some wins or 900 some, however, whatever L's at right now. They haven't won that many, have that many wins, but we got a bunch of learn it alls in the coach's edge. And that's one of the really cool things about um, being in the membership is it's just a great environment to continue to learn. So as we look back on uh, these three years of the podcast and, and the two and a half years with coaches edge.coach, the membership site, Really excited for you know where we're going. Uh, we're not stopping anytime soon. It started as something that I had in the back of my mind, and COVID sucked. I mean, it, you know, we don't wish that on anybody, um, but this was something that was kind of pushed to the forefront due to circumstance, and so that has certainly been a, a positive in it. And we wouldn't be you know in this place without all of our coaches' edge members, our contributors. Certainly yourself, Coach Tro. I mean, you you started from the beginning with with the podcast, and you can continue to come on every you know a month or two months or whatever, whatever it's been. And uh, it's great for us as coaches to be able to listen to you as somebody who's in it, be able to get insight from you throughout the course of the year on different things that you have going on. So you know, thank you for uh, being a part of this. That was just a just an idea not that long ago. Yeah. And credit to you for that vision that you created and for your kind of that conviction and your belief in making that vision a reality. And, you know, I'm just grateful to be a part of it and I've learned a lot and I'm looking forward to see where, where you take it in the future. So, you know, you've done great things. You've helped me out a lot. You're helping out a lot of coaches. So we all appreciate what you're doing, coach. 
Well, I appreciate that. And I want to thank everybody who's, who's listening to the podcast because um, I don't know what the number is where it'd been like, dude, we've been doing this for a while. Nobody listens. Maybe we just should cut it. Right. I don't know what that number is. Cause I'm assuming it'd be pretty low. Cause I like to talk basketball. If like nobody's listening, I probably still talk. Um, but the fact is people have been listening. And uh, so it, it's nice to know that you're providing some type of help and service to people out in the the basketball coaching podcast community out there with, with the coach's edge and that we have so many people that continue to look forward to the episodes that come out, even if it's not a deep dive on offense or defense, it's a kind of reflection episode. We appreciate everybody, whether it's the first episode you've listened to or you've been riding with us for the past three years. So uh, thanks again. Look forward to an awesome summer of different podcast interviews, continuing to build the coach's edge with uh, finishing the dribble drive project, a bunch of other videos and presentations that we have in store and with offense, defense, small sided games, lots of good stuff. So uh, stay tuned, keep up the great work coach Tro, and we'll talk to you soon. Have a good one. Get after today.